Welcome to Kingdom Empowerment Radio. I am your host for this evening, Chaplain Kevin Graves. I'm with you every second and fourth Monday of each month. Uh, The telephone number to call is 646-668-2413. Again, 646-668-2413. It is a pleasure being with you yet again on Kingdom Empowerment Radio. I, I always like to give honor uh, to where honor is due. Thank you, Dr. Ganny, and your husband for all the hard work that you do in Kingdom Empowerment Radio, getting the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, to everyone. Uh, thank you, Dr. Sonny Akbomo, uh, my dear brother. God bless you and your family. It is always a pleasure uh, being in your presence. Uh, thank you for your hard work and support uh, as well to Kingdom Empowerment Radio and to all of the other hosts and hostesses uh, who have a part in Kingdom Empowerment Radio. You are not forgotten. Uh, Thank you for your hard work and your dedication to advancing the kingdom of God. 
And as I have shared with uh, many of the listeners before, uh, our purpose on Kingdom Empowerment Radio is to equip and empower the believer to go out and preach the gospel. Why? Because this is what we need to be doing. This is what we should be doing in this hour. Uh, uh, not sitting comfortably. I'm not uh, denouncing or speaking against uh, church attendance. That's very important. We need one another. We need to. Uh, we we can edify one another. Uh, but Jesus said that we are to go out and preach the gospel. And uh, that word "go" means uh, means to move, means to go. And uh, this is what we have been commissioned to do. And this is what the uh, 21st century church should be doing, and that's going out to preach the gospel. And in so doing, uh, the power of the Holy Spirit uh, will give us the power uh, to heal the sick, to cast out demons, uh, and and, and also bearing in mind that with the power of the Holy Spirit uh, comes not just the demonstration, of the power of God through miracle signs and wonders, but also confirmation, confirmation that the spirit of God is with us and he's doing it. So this way, when people see that demonstration of the power of God, when they see the move of God, uh, uh, they know that they know that this is not something natural that this is something supernatural. This is not witchcraft. This is not magic. This is not divination. That when they see this demonstration, when they, when they begin to hear men and women of God begin to, to speak into their lives and tell them things that uh, only that person could know, that is the, 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 the power and the demonstration and the proof, the evidence, the evidence, that the spirit of God is present And it's very important Otherwise uh, uh, Much of these uh, signs and wonders Could possibly be by some uh, familiar spirit Or, or by some uh, alternative spirit Some other spirit Other than the Holy Spirit And uh, that needs to be addressed right away So again, that is what we do here on Kingdom Empowerment Radio. It is our business to equip and empower the believer and prepare them to go out and preach the gospel. You never want to send anyone out uh, unprepared. Uh, a soldier uh, would never go out onto the battlefield uh, without basic training, uh, without going through the process of becoming a warrior. And again, uh, that is what we have been commissioned to do, that this is what the body of Christ has been commissioned to do, and that is to equip, that is to empower, and that is to prepare the believers to go out and, and to preach the gospel, and not to do it in their own strength, but to do it in the power and in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Uh, go with me to Deuteronomy chapter 5. I'm going to read... From verse 6 to 11 Deuteronomy chapter 5 That's the last book of Moses Chapter 5 Verse 6 The scripture reads I am the Lord thy God Which brought thee out of the land of Egypt From the house of bondage Thou shalt have none other gods before me Thou shalt not make thee any graven image Or any likeness of anything That is in heaven above Or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the waters beneath the earth, thou shalt not bow down thyself unto them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Verse 11. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name 
in vain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 6 through 11. And my brothers and sisters, uh, tonight's topic, tonight's topic is, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Yes, Romans chapter 7, verse 24. Um, these are the words of our dear apostle, the apostle Paul. You can find that in uh, Romans chapter 7, verse 24. Why that particular topic? I'm sure many of you are asking that why. Well, there's a message in there. And there's a message of, O wretched man, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? My brothers and sisters, before we start, I do want to begin in prayer. Uh, We always start that way because it's just the right thing to do. We give honor to God on Kingdom Empowerment Radio. Heavenly Father, we thank you for yet another segment of Kingdom Empowerment Radio. We thank you for the blessing, for the honor, for the anointing of the Holy Spirit to be able to go into homes, Lord, to to speak to people, Lord, uh, through means of social media, through means of, of, other, of other communications, Lord. Lord, we thank you for the privilege of, 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 of you sending us out, Lord, Why? Because, Lord, we have made ourselves available for you to send us out. And we thank you, Lord, and we just ask that, Lord, as we continue to preach the truth, as we continue to preach your great gospel, that, Lord, you would put a hedge of protection around us, that, Lord, hallelujah, as the enemy tries to to come against us, to keep us from preaching this great gospel, that, Lord Jesus, you would send angels, angels of war, angels of protection around your men and women servants. We thank you, hallelujah, again, for the privilege and for the honor of being able to speak to the masses, to be able to speak to those, not just here in the States, but abroad. It is a privilege to serve this global ministry. And we thank you for the honor, and we thank you for the privilege of serving you. We do not take this for granted. We just ask that you would be glorified in this segment of Kingdom Empowerment Radio, that you would shed light, open spiritual eyes and ears to what you are saying to your people in this season, And we thank you, we give you the glory, we give you the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, glory to God. My brothers and sisters, there's two two words that I want us to focus in on. And they're connected. The word is zeal and jealousy. Zeal and jealousy. Now, for those individuals who are taking notes, and I do, uh, I do uh, implore, and I do emphasize this uh, often uh, because there's information here uh, that that the Lord gave me to to be able to share with the listeners, and uh, you're probably even going to ask. I don't see where the topic has anything to do with what you're talking about. Uh, God knows what he's doing. <laughs> I'm going to stay out of it. I'll say, okay, Lord, you know best. You know best. Uh, I want to focus on two words here, zeal and jealousy. And why zeal and jealousy? Well, as a scripture that I just read, uh, the Lord says that he is a jealous God. He is a jealous God. Now, one might say, well, what? What does he have to be jealous about? I don't understand why the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is jealous. Uh, what, what, what is he jealous of? What is he envious of? Uh, well, we're not to understand the jealous. When, when the Lord says, thou shalt not bow down thyself unto them, speaking of these these uh, images or these things that uh, likenesses, if you will, uh, these gods, other gods, uh, other than the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Uh, 
he's not jealous in a sense of him being or showing envy uh, of someone, uh, but merely he is fiercely protective. He is fiercely vigilant when it comes to the things of his kingdom. When we say God is a jealous God, what the scripture is referring to is that this God is fiercely protective of matters concerning his people and his kingdom authority. And he's very, he, he's very protective. And he will, and this is, a, this is not just a God who loves. And yes, he, the very essence and foundation of who he is is love. Yes. But he is also a God of judgment. He is a God of war. He protects his people. And there are scriptures to support that he is a God of love. And yes, he is a God of judgment and he protects his own. So let, let's make one thing perfectly clear here. We're, we're not referring to God being envious of anyone. Because he's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the creator. So he, he, he doesn't have to be envious of anyone. So when we talk about when we see uh, the Lord saying, I am a jealous God, it just means that he is very protective of us. He's very protective of his, of his own, and he protects his sons and his daughters. And he's also very protective of his word. And the scripture says that his very, his very word is above his own name. So he's very, so when we come to him in authority, when we begin to pray to him in hallelujah, and we come to the throne of God, and we're asking God, say, Lord, we just, I just ask that, Lord, you would intervene in this person's life, that, Lord, you would show yourself to be true, that you would show yourself to be God to this individual, that, Lord Jesus, when it appears to be no way, Lord, when the doctors are saying uh, there's nothing more they can do, but, Lord, you're saying no, 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 no. I know what the reports say, but the Lord says, no, it is not finished. It is not done. And this is what we're talking about, that when man says no, God says, no, it's, I'm not done yet. I'm not done with this assignment. So when it comes to the things of God, when it comes to his authority, and when his authority is challenged, when his holiness is challenged, when his people uh, 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 who, who he has set apart begins to go after other gods, he becomes very protective. It's an offense to him. He gets angry with that. He doesn't want it. So in that regard, he is very protective. And many times, and it's all all throughout, we, we see examples uh, of the of the Israelites and how uh, God, on more than one occasion, has made an escape for them. And interestingly enough, um, I'm going to reference uh, 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 a woman, Rahab, who was a harlot. And Rahab said that, you know, I heard, hallelujah, in Joshua's gospel, Rahab said, I heard, I heard how God parted the Red Sea on behalf of your people. And, and she was talking to the two spies who Joshua had sent out to spy, to, to spy on the land. And Rahab, hallelujah, a harlot, mind you, a harlot. Her heart was just moved in the sense where now she began to. Their God is God. And I've heard certain things concerning this God. And he has moved supernaturally on their behalf. I've heard these things. And it just moved in here to the point where it, 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 it shook. And. I think in the she, she became faithful in that sense. Well, you know, I, I had it all wrong. It was like all of a sudden she, she, she had a moment. And she came to her senses. Like, what am I doing? What kind of life am I living? Specifically, 
speak on that. But she heard something. I love that too. She says she heard. Those who have ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. So when we, again, refer to a jealous God, we're referring to how the Lord is very protective of his kingdom authority and his people. Now, when we refer to jealousy, also I'm going to add to what I just stated. Again, this, this God who says that he is a jealous God is fiercely protective of matters concerning his people and his kingdom authority. Also, when we examine the word jealous in the Hebrew, which is kana, that's Q-A-N-A, kana, which, which is a righteous, uh, here's the two words I was referring to and how I'm going to connect them, and please bear with me. The words zeal or jealousy. It is a righteous zeal that God has for his people. It is a righteous jealousy, not tolerating the sin of man. So again, let's, let, let, let's add it all up now. When we refer to a jealous God, we are referring to the fierce, protective nature of God when it comes to his people, his, his sons and daughters, and his kingdom authority. Moreover, moreover, we are referring to the righteous zeal or jealousy of God in which he does not tolerate the sin of man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. So I just wanted to say all that so that we make a very clear distinction between jealousy when it comes to the heart of man. Because when a man feel, or when a man, I'm speaking generically speaking, this applies to male and female. Jealousy is a feeling or showing envy of someone or their achievements and advantages. That is human jealousy. Jealousy when it comes to man. Jealous, uh, which is a feeling or showing envy of someone or their achievements and advantages. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, once again, I just wanted to make that very clear distinction. I hope I accomplished my assignment with regards to that. Now, I did indicate earlier that there's two words that I wanted to focus on, and both of them is zeal and jealousy. Go with me to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 10, for all of those that have their Bibles handy. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 10. And again, once again, this is Kingdom Empowerment Radio. For those who have just tuned in, uh, my name is Chaplain Kevin Graves. I'm your host every second and fourth Monday. With I'm with you every, again, second and fourth Monday of each month. Excuse me. And for those who are just tuning in, uh, tonight's topic is a wretched man that I am who shall deliver me from the body of this death. O wretched man that I am who shall deliver me from the body of this death. And that's a quote from the Apostle Paul, uh, which can be found in uh, the book of Romans, uh, chapter 7, verse 24. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 10. I'm going to read the first I'm going to read the first 8 verses. And when he had called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now the names of the 12 apostles are these. The first Simon who was called Peter and Andrew his brother James, the son of Zebedee and his and John his brother. Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the publican, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Libaeus, whose surname was Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, and I'm going to talk about those two shortly, Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him, these twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and as ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils, freely ye have received, freely give. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Amen. I want to touch on, there's two individuals there, but I'm going to start with Simon the Canaanite. And interestingly enough, when we think of uh, the Canaanite, you're like, whoa, wait, 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 time out. Uh, wait a minute, I thought the 12 disciples were all Jews. Well, when we, it, Simon the Canaanite, is, it's a very interesting story. You can find him in, uh, in Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1, verse 13. He's known there, the scripture will, will, uh, will uh, indicate, he's known as Simon the Zealot. Simon the Zealot. And Simon the Canaanite, when we think of Canaanite, I should also mention this as well, that in this particular sense, we're not referring to he's from Canaan. So we're not saying that he is from Cana. Uh, the word uh, Canaanian, Canaanian, I hope I'm pronouncing that uh, does not refer to the land of Canaan. It's a word that is derived from the Hebrew word kana, a n n a. That's the adjective of uh, of the word, meaning jealous. And the word, as I as I earlier stated, Canaan refers to righteous zeal or jealousy. Now. When we think of Simon the Zealot or Simon the Canaanite, and again, I'm going to say this again, uh, because it's the Canaanite, doesn't necessarily does not mean in this particular case that he is from the land of Canaan. Simply means uh, zealot, and to get into a little bit more of uh, who Simon is. Um, uh, pretty much describing uh, who Simon is. Uh, just to give you a little bit more uh, background on this particular individual, and you can also find him in Acts of the Apostles, Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1, verse 13. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. Now, Simon the Canaanite, or Simon the Zealot, was part of a sect of Jews that would rise up against Roman rule. Example, uh, Josephus put it in a way, Josephus being a, a Jewish scholar, uh, put it in a very diplomatic way. <laughs> um, he referred to this particular sect of Jews uh, as the fourth sect Jewish philosophy. And what's interesting about this is that Simon being zealot, it's amazing how the Lord took the zeal. You even go back into Scripture. When we look at the life of Peter, Peter was a fisherman. And interestingly enough, when Peter encountered Jesus Christ, Jesus said, you know, Peter saying, you know, I am but a fisherman. And then Jesus says, hmm, okay, you're a fisherman. Now follow me and you'll become a fisher of men. So, Jesus now said, okay, yes, you're a fisherman, yeah, by trade, but if you follow me, now I'm going to make you something far greater than a fisherman. You are now going to fish for souls. Now, what's, interestingly, what's interesting about this is that the Lord worked with the zeal of Simon the Zealot. He worked with his, he said, that anger, Simon, that bitterness and that rebellion, because of the way you're being treated by the Roman Empire, I'm going to use that anger, I'm going to use that bitterness, and I'm going to use that rebellion, and I'm going to add my power, as the scripture says, and when he had called unto him, his disciples, Jesus, he gave them power. So, in essence, the, the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God. And, and some may even say, wait, wait a second, Jesus is still on earth. He had not yet ascended. So how is it that the Holy Spirit is now uh, in play here? Well, I'm going by what the Scripture says. And the Bible says he gave them power. He gave them power to not do, to not, because they couldn't do it in their own strength. In order for these, these disciples, these 12, to go out, 
and heal the sick and cleanse the lepers and raise the dead and cast out devils, they needed power. And this Holy Ghost, so I'm going to use this this zealous uh, 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 behavior. I'm going to use that zeal with the Holy Ghost. We will tear down kingdoms. We will tear down, and I'm not talking about the Roman Empire. We will tear down demonic principalities and powers of darkness, and we will gain back everything the devil has stolen. So that is how God operates. In a very small, in a very to a small degree, he works in other ways as well. But it's very interesting how God can use individuals like Simon, like Peter. He uses Hallelujah. He he uses the foolish things, the foolish things, the things that we consider to be unimportant, or who we consider to be unimportant, people who we consider to be uh, 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 left by the roadside. Forgotten about, forsaken, destitute, disenfranchised. God uses those people. And why? To confound the wise. To confound those who think they got it all. To confound those who think they're all that in a bag of chips. To deal with those individuals, to show them that, you know what? You're not as much as you think you are. That I can use the things that you don't value. I can use the people who aren't as educated as you are. I can use the people who, who, who may not uh, 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 have the affluency that you have, and I can use them and give them my power, and they will perform mighty acts. They will perform miracles, signs, and wonders for my name. So my brothers and sisters, we're not to look down on anyone or anything that God is doing in this season. You know, when I think of mercy, of God, that he showed her Jehovah the harlot, and how she kept her vow, and she kept her vow, and, 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 and she hid the two spies who, who were in the land, and, and she asked them, you know, she, she made a vow, and she also uh, said to these two spies that, you know, could you please remember my family, look on my family, and knowing that the God that they serve, if he can part the Red Sea, surely, surely, most surely, he can protect her and her family. So, when we look at individuals like Rahab, when we look at uh, individuals like the woman who was caught in the act of adultery, now, you may say, well, the way those, those people had approached the woman caught in the act of adultery, that that was certainly zealot behavior because they were ready to stone her for adultery. But they, were, they just brought her to Jesus to test her, to see what he would say. And he flipped it on them, and he said, let he who is without sin, I'm paraphrasing, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. If you, have, if you have not sinned in your life, then you go ahead, you stone her because you're righteous. There's no fault in you. And of course, they dropped their stones and they went on about their business. Now, maybe those individuals never com- did, didn't do what she did, but they can't say that they are spotless, that, that they're blameless. So, it is moments where we see Judas Iscariot. Okay? Amazing. You know, I'm amazed. I am really amazed how God can use individuals like a Judas Iscariot who's a part, who was a part of the twelve. And yes, he was the devil. But nevertheless, he was one of the twelve. And Jesus gave him power. He gave him power to heal the sick. He gave him power to cleanse the lepers. And it's amazing how you can be given this power like a Judas, given the power to, to perform miracle signs and wonders and still remain in sin and still remain a vile person. That's amazing. But nevertheless, God will use these individuals for his glory. So with that said, it is now 7.35 p.m. I would love, I would love to open up the phone lines for any questions or 
comments uh, regarding the topic, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? God bless you. Call her on the air. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Praise the Lord. How are you, woman of God? I'm doing great. Uh, this is a very interesting topic uh, that we're bringing about this evening, and I'm so sorry about the background. If you can't hear me clearly, please let me know. I'm actually tuning in uh, as I am out and about here. But nevertheless, I, I want to commend you for such a great topic and um, also wanted to kind of highlight that scripture of what the man that I am who shall deliver me from this body of death. And I wanted to say that I really like how the Apostle Paul uh, at the CC, the last part of that that verse, he says, but it's only Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that I love about that is that he has acknowledged where he has fallen short. He acknowledged that he has uh, sin in his life. He also um, acknowledged that there were areas of deficiency and had it not been for God, he would not have been the apostle that he is uh, today. And um, and so I just wanted to kind of remind those who are on the line, and even myself, is that I love the grace of God and I love the fact that God's always stepping in. And it doesn't matter how many times that we have failed, the many times um, that we didn't get it right or made mistakes that his grace is sufficient for us. And as long as we do, as the Apostle Paul did, is to acknowledge our areas where we have fallen short, then God will then intervene. I think the issue more so is when we don't acknowledge him and we pretend that everything is okay. Uh, we don't acknowledge the fact that, you know, that we need repentance and that also that we need uh, help and his intervention. But when we look to him to really uh, stand in the gap and say, God, you know, there's sin, there's a sinful nature inside of me. But I thank God for your Holy Spirit. And again, you know, it's just allowing us to see, not endorsing sin, but our sin allows us to see how wretched we are and how much we need the enablement of the Holy Spirit that will cause us to walk in righteousness and to cause us to walk circumspect. And so really, I, I believe that it's the acknowledgement and the return of repentance is what keeps us uh, before God. And that's what uh, David did. You know, uh, David, he's made a lot of mistakes, but yet God calls him a man after his own heart. And that's because he acknowledged his fault in, in spite of the times that he has messed up. But... You know, he didn't continue on sin, and he wasn't presumptuous. He acknowledged it, repented, and, and got a contract. So I just want to encourage someone who may be listening to your message that it's not how you so much start, it's how you finish, but finish with quiet. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, woman of God. And thank you so much for, for your participation on Kingdom Empowerment Radio. It's always a, always a, a blessing having you. I'm hearing uh, your, your 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 insight and words of wisdom, and yes, absolutely, and that's why uh, I really wanted to focus on those who probably don't get talked about that often. And when I think of uh, as referring to Simon the uh, the zealot, uh, you know, we can be very zealous for the things regarding our religion. Uh, we can be very zealous about other things, and it doesn't necessarily have to be religion. But it's amazing how God, in his infinite wisdom, sees this man going about and seeing how religious and how much zeal that he had when it came to matters concerning the Jewish order, uh, matters concerning even unfairness. Uh, that uh, the Romans were, were were showing his people, and not just unfairness, but brutality as well. And I also want to 
share this as well, and just to give a little bit of a history lesson, if if I can, on this sort of thing. Uh, when I so when I think of a zealot, we have to understand that uh, our country was founded. Believe it or not, whether, you want, whether we want to acknowledge it or not, our country was founded by Rome. And I'm going to give an example of that. Um, when we think of tyranny, when we think of oppression, uh, we need to go back to the uh, 1700s when there were American colonists in the 13 colonies who were taxed by the British without representation in the British Parliament. So, and that was known as taxation without representation. And this by the British government was known by the American colonists at that time as an act of tyranny. And that's just one example. There are other examples, and I'll just name one other, the Boston Tea Party of 1773. This was also considered an act of British tyranny. So my point here is that unjust laws, unjust uh, 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 taxation gives birth to zealots and revolutions. We have to understand how we how we came to be. The United States of America was founded by zealots. It was founded because we, because the American colonists, okay, the founding fathers of this country, okay, rose up against British tyranny. They were tired of being taxed by the British unfairly. They had no say in Parliament, so they deemed this unfair. And over time, eventually, uh, hostility grew to the point where the colonists banded together to say, look, enough is enough. We need to do something about this. And until finally they took up arms against the British government. So my point here is that you can kick a dog but so many times until that dog is going to get tired. And, he's, and that dog is going to say, look, I had enough. I'm coming after you now. It happens. So we have to be very, very careful, very careful um, with, with our language. Uh, sometimes we, we forget our own history. And, and, and <laughs> we forget how we got started. And we say, oh, well, you know, that's not fair. You know, you know they, they, they should you know, be a little bit more tolerant. But we don't know what these people are going through. We don't know what Simon the Canaanite and people like him were going through and what they experienced. They experienced hardship. They were under, they were under the rule of the Roman Empire. And there was restrictions, I'm sure. And I'm sure, as I said, there was brutality involved. And when you have that, there comes a time when there's going to be a group of people, whether they're Pharisees or Sadducees, the religious order, and they're going to say, look, we got to band together. We got to stick together. No, no, nobody's hearing us. Nobody's coming to our aid. So guess what? We got to stand up. We got to stick together because if we don't, then we're going to cease to exist. And that's exactly what happened there. You had a group of people known as the zealots saying, look, we're tired. We've had enough of this oppression. We don't agree with this taxation. We don't agree with certain aspects of your rule. It's unfair. It doesn't benefit us. We can't grow from it. We can't advance from it. And, this, and my brothers and sisters, that's how revolutions begin. So with that said, uh, I would like to open up the phone lines for any additional questions or comments or prayer. Um, I have a, about another 15, 20 minutes with you. If there's no questions or comments, I will continue. Hi, God bless you, God. I have another question. Uh, just recently, I was actually um, listening to someone's broadcasting, and I just kind of wanted to get your view on this, um, because being that you're talking about Romans chapter 7, or wretched man that I am, you know, I'm looking at the Apostle Paul's posture and how he was very humble before God. And um, 
that although he was very knowledgeable and knew God, he was an apostle, he still had a, a posture of humility where he acknowledged that he wasn't, didn't have it all together. Now, I just kind of going back to what I was sharing, that I saw this broadcasting where uh, there was one particular individual that mentioned um, that they don't need to pray for necessarily all the time, pray all the time for what they want. Uh, just as, as Christ have gave Peter the keys, they already have the keys, so they don't need to pray all the time. All they have to do is just use the key. Um, but I'm just kind of tying that in. Uh, you know, so at what point do we pray? You know, because the Apostle Paul, he did that himself. He acknowledged that he needed a Savior. So at what point do you dis- differentiate or yeah, differentiate when it's time to use your authority versus when it's time to pray in the event you just may be in sin? So uh, please explain that to me. Amen, amen. That that's a very that's a very good question. Uh, at some point, you know, going back even to Simon the Zealot, there was some po- there was a point of his conversion. There was a point when he got tired of saying, you know what, mm, this is not the right way to go about it. And at one point, do we come to our senses, if you will, and say, is this in the best interest? of our people is this in the best interest of that particular movement and sometimes we need help sometimes says the lord i don't know what to do anymore what do i do what should be my answer there has to come to a place of surrender is what i'm trying to say where you are done trying to do things in your own strength having done it and see and 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 having seen that it's not working out the way I anticipate it. In fact, it's getting worse. When you get to that place, when you says, okay, I've tried A, I've tried B, I've tried C, it's not working. Then we get to that place and say, okay, Lord, you know, I was told uh, prayer is the answer. I was told I need to seek, you know, God for instruction. And, and I'm going to do that now. So there has to, we have to come to a place of brokenness. We have to come to a place where we're on our knees and we just, we, we just literally have no other option but to pray. And sometimes we have to go around the mountain a few times. Sometimes we have to feel the, 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 the sting of hardship. But it's in the process. It's in the pool of blood, if you will, where we now begin to understand our own human frailty and the limitations that we have, and now we begin to go beyond it and say, you know what, I need to go a little bit higher. I've tried it this way. It's not working. So now I was told I should pray. I was told that uh, uh, in order to receive an answer or instruction that I should get on my knees before God and and seek him in spirit and in truth. Um, So, again, it's it's in the weeping. It's in the pool of blood, if you will. It's in the heartbreak. It's in the depression. It's in that distress where where now we can truly begin to say, Lord, where are you? And that's where he talks to us, when we're broken down, when we're on our face and we're weeping and we have nowhere else to go. There's There's no other alternative. Lord, what do I do? Oh, and by the way, he may not answer you right away. Then what? You know, well, Lord, I look, look, I prayed. He's not answering me. Beloved, he doesn't always answer when we want him to. He works on his timetable. And we have to get to that place of brokenness. Oh, wretched man that I am, Lord, how can you deliver me, Lord, from this death situation? It doesn't have to be a physical, a physical death situation, but it could be another death-type situation that is consuming you. It's consuming your time. It's consuming your mind. It's consuming uh, uh, areas of your desire and your will. And it's just it's too much. I can't take another step, Lord. It's acknowledging who we are and saying, Lord, I don't know it all. Lord, who, who am I? Who am I, Lord? You're righteous and you're holy and you're true. You know all things, Lord. I, I know nothing. And I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you, Lord. And, Lord, on your time, 
you will you will deliver on your time, Lord. There will be an answer. But Lord, I am trusting you, and I am holding you to your word. I am holding you to your word, and begin to 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 for those who can fast, begin to fast. And in, in some cases, uh, fasting is needed. Yes, and, and and really, we have to travail and ask the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, pray for me. Pray for me. I need help, Lord. You may say, I don't know how to pray. Help. It doesn't have to be a long prayer. Just keep it real with God. Tell him your heart. Speak to him. Tell him your situation. It doesn't have to be a dissertation. Keep it real. He knows your situation. Keep it real with him. So with that said, beloved, um, I might do a second part. On this, it's now 7.51 p.m., and I'll most likely do a part two to this because there's some more meat here that I want to get to. And I also, as we also preach and talk about on kingdom empowerment, we talk about repentance, and I can't say that enough. When I think of Rahab, the harlot, she had a repentant heart. There was a I, I, in her language, and just reading the 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 the, uh, the, uh, the uh, in the book of Joshua. And you can go there yourself. You, you'll find you find it in Joshua, the book of Joshua, chapter two. Read the entire chapter, and just to see the tone. I hear faith, and I hear repentance. That is where God. That is what he wants us. That is where he wants us. He wants us. He doesn't want an impenitent heart. He wants a repentant heart. He wants a heart that is just broken, a heart that is saying, Lord, I have nowhere else to go. He doesn't want a rebellious heart. He doesn't want a heart that, is, that, is, that has walls of bitterness and distrust and anger. That's why when I look at the life, uh, again, of Simon the Zealot, he had all of those components. He had, yes, the anger and the bitterness and, the, and, 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 oh, I'm tired of this Roman oppression. And he had all of those things. The Bible doesn't talk very much about him, but just knowing who the zealots were and doing the study, you, 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 you get that. You hear that. And you say, hmm, I understand where he's coming from. I may not agree with certain tactics because then you have some zealots that will, that will kill in the name of God and for the glory of God. We have the crusaders. Yes, so you have certain zealots who go to the next level, who if there's anyone caught in the act of fornication or adultery, they were killed instantaneously. Dare I say, I just mentioned that the woman caught in the act of adultery. The, the group of people brought her before Jesus, and they had stones in their hand, and they were ready to kill her. So they had that zealot-type mentality, behavior, or spirit. It was an operation there. So, and then you have those, yes, absolutely. You have uh, radicals. You have Christian radicals. You have Islamic radicals. If you, and they will say, denounce your God. If you don't, then we will destroy you. So there's religious zealots across the board in Islam and Christianity and Judaism. Yes, yes. Those individuals who, who go beyond, and that's not of God. Fornicator. They'll pull out the sword and they will take your life. Caught in the act of adultery. Kill them. No, that's not, and they'll do it. They'll do it and say, but Lord, we're doing this for your glory. We are, honoring, we, we are honoring you in such a slain. We are honoring you by, 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 by killing this blasphemer, by killing this fornicator, this adulterer. The problem is, is the heart. The problem is, is the mindset. Are they doing it in a righteous manner? Going back to what I had shared with in segments past with regards to judging, Jesus never said not to judge. He said, be careful, be careful, beloved. 
in your judging, that you do it in an unrighteous manner. You don't judge, examine your motives. Why are you doing it? What is the purpose behind it? You can see how self-righteousness can, can, can enter into a person. Because now, if that authority goes unchecked, you can go all over the region doing that. Where's the court system to, to, to adjudicate, to, to bring these people to justice? Was there any type of judicature? Or, or, is it, or was it just uh, as these individuals went about uh, committing zealous acts and killing in the name of God? Was it revered? Was it, oh, good job. Yes, yes, kill the blasphemers. That's right. And it was applauded. Or do you have individuals that say, hmm, hmm, I'm hesitant. I don't, this doesn't feel right. We have to be very, very careful to examine ourselves and our methods. We have to be very, very careful. And I would even say to bring our leaders, bringing it to the present day, the 21st century, to hold our leaders, our world leaders accountable for the things that they do. If they go unchecked, then they will continue down that path. We need to have a strong base, a strong group of people who are, who, who are willing to speak up against injustice. So my beloved, my brothers and sisters, fellow believers, and even those who are just joining in, and if you're not a believer, that's fine. It's great having you on Kingdom Empowerment Radio. We are sinners, and it is only by the grace of God. We are sinners who came from the dust, and unto the dust we shall return. It is by the grace of God, O wretched man that I am. Lord, how are you going to deliver us? How are you going to deliver me from this, from this mindset that I'm in? this hatred that I'm in, this unbelief that I'm in? How are you going to bring me to the next level? How are you going to deliver me, Lord, into, into kingdom mindset? I'm tired of, you know, I'm a Christian, and then, you, you, you know, you sin, and then you repent, and you sin, and you repent, and you sin, and then you repent. And it's just a seesaw. It's back and forth, back and forth. There's no consistency in my walk. There's no commitment to the things of God. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death, of this inconsistency in my Christian walk? Wishy-washy, hot, cold. Go to church one Sunday, and I don't feel like going. Just lukewarm. We're just not consistent. It's, we're, we're all over the place. You know, like one day we're opening the Bible, the next day we're closing it. There's no commitment. Lord, I want to be delivered from this body of death because, Lord, it's not profitable. Lord, I want you to use me, Lord, but I have to be delivered from this body of death. I have to be delivered from this inconsistency. I have to be delivered from this sin. I have to be delivered from this, this selfish mindset, Lord, the desires of the flesh. I have to be delivered from the fornication and the adultery. I have to be delivered, Lord, from the uh, uh, selfishness, the hatred. And, Lord Jesus, only you can do it by the power of the Holy Spirit. Only you can deliver me. And we have to come before God in an open and in a broken way when he's saying, Lord, only you can bring this. I, I cannot deliver I cannot deliver myself. Lord, I've tried, I've tried to, to, to do the right thing, but I just can't get it together. And we have to come to that place called surrender and say, Lord, you know, I, Lord I've, I've, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. It's all you, Lord. Help me, help me. I give you my life. I give you my circumstances. I bring you everything. 
Lord, all I ask is that, Lord, you, 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 you take my life, not, not, not physically, but, Lord, that you take my life and you replace it with your life. That you replace it with your life, your understanding, your mind, your heart, your desire. That's all I ask. My brothers and sisters, it is now approximately 8 p.m. I'm going to do a part two on this segment because I think it it, uh, needs to be expounded upon. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? It has been a pleasure being with you yet again on Kingdom Empowerment Radio. I want to say thank you, Dr. Ganny. Thank you to your husband as well for allowing me to be a part of Kingdom Empowerment Radio. Dr. Sonny Agbomo, thank you, my brother. God bless you and your family. Thank you for your participation and, and, and your support always. Thank you for those who, who listened in, uh, who normally call in and listen in, and also for those who are listening uh, for the very first time, God bless you. God bless you. I, I love you with the love of Jesus Christ, and I pray that God will continue to pour his spirit out. I pray that this segment was able to bless you in some way. We hope it was able to to shed some light on some, some areas. Um, I'm going to do a part two on this. And, uh, again, uh, thank you. Oh, yes, and thank you, woman of God, for calling in. I can't forget about you. I love you. God bless you. Uh, thank you for your support, and you're always a blessing to Kingdom Empowerment Radio. Uh, for those that want to email me, feel free. Uh, my email address is pkwgraves at gmail.com. It's pkwgraves at gmail.com uh, for any additional questions or comments or, or prayer. Um, it has been a pleasure. Again, this is Chaplain Kevin Graves with you every second and fourth Monday of each month. Until we meet again. Part two of O Wretched Man That I Am, Who Shall Deliver Me From the Body of This Death. Part two will be coming up shortly. God bless you and have a good night.